Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Is recycling quarterbacks the way to go? The Riders have never really seemed to be able to groom a quarterback. You look at a team like Calgary, they have always had the next one on their roster. Who's running the show? John Huffnagel, quarterback. Dave Dickinson, quarterback. Mark Mueller, quarterback. You think they might know quarterback? Why do you think they're a quarterback factory? Some teams know how to do it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the RP Show. Coming at you live from Baller's Rec Room, your entertainment destination in the heart of the Dudney Strip. I'm your host and co-pilot for the next two hours, Rod, and the co-host is here, <laughs> Darren Moose Dupont. What do you find funny about that, Moose? Just the way you said your name. It just, I'm like, that's so interesting. I don't know, it was, just, it was weird. I've never heard you know, that from you before. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we're going to have fun today with special guests coming up. Justin Bourne of Rogers Sportsnet, hockey insider from Sportsnet, and Brad Sham, the voice of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I wanted to say, before we hit the quick six show horn and get down to business here, have you noticed, you fly a lot. Yeah. The pilots now grab the mic and they talk like they're club DJs or strip club <laughs> DJs or roller ring DJs, which I know you're kind of too young to even know what that. Have you noticed? Hey, folks, it's your captain speaking. And have you ever noticed that? Next on the stage will be right. your... Smoky. Flight attendant. Yeah, cinnamon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, uh, I don't know. Just fly the plane. Yeah. I don't need to be told we're going to take a right turn at 35,000 feet. And the thing I find... Just get us there, okay? Whether it's them, but mostly when the, when the flight attendants get on the mic, they always feel like they've got to crack a joke of some kind. And now I it, like that. It was funny, but now a lot of times I feel like it's forced and the delivery is not good. Uh, by the way, <clears throat> it's taken us officially one minute, and I'm completely off track. <laughs> but when the... We read the story yesterday with the Kansas City Chiefs when they touched down at Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix. You heard uh, the story where they, the pilot opened the window and hung out a Chiefs Kingdom banner. I wanted to tell a few stories from traveling with sports teams that I have for 30-plus years of stuff like that. Yeah. Whether it be a pilot, a uh, flight attendant on the mic, a bus driver. We had a bus driver in PA named Blackie, and he just passed away. God rest his soul. He used to wear a war helmet. Driving the bus. Cool. Don't really know why. Cool. We're going to war. Blackie was <laughs> he was a real beauty. Anyways, can you hit the quick six show horn, please? And we'll go. When that? the Rough Riders were, were really, really bad, I remember about 2000, we were flying to Montreal with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. We were, ter we were terrible. And the pilot goes, you've just reached touchdown in Montreal. It's the only touchdown you'll be seeing this weekend. <laughs> oh, no. Thanks for flying with us. He actually said that. Oh, my god. That's gosh. how much of a punchline the riders were at that time. Yeah. So can you hit the horn again, Jordan, and I'll try and stay on the track here today. Thanks. But as you can tell, uh, it's a fun day, and we're in a great mood. And we're going to start with hockey. We got a lot of football stuff coming down the pipe, but we're going to start with hockey. 
Six games in the NHL last night. Here are some of the highlights. Kyle Palmieri and Matthew Barzal scored for the Islanders in their first game since they acquired All-Star center Bo Horvat, and they beat the Philadelphia Flyers 2-1. Horvat made his debut a day after the Islanders signed him to an eight-year contract worth $68 million. In Sunrise, Florida, my friends were all there, and man, were they happy. They mollywopped the Tampa Bay Lightning. Matthew Kachuk had two goals and three assists, and the Florida Panthers spanked the Tampa Bay Lightning 7-1. Chucky had a hand in the first three goals for the Panthers. He was named MVP of the NHL All-Star Game on home ice on Saturday. Um, apparently, he's the first player since Mario Lemieux to have five points in the first game after the All-Star Game, I think since 1988. Wow. Somewhere around there. I have to go back and read the NHL PR website, but it was big night for Chucky. Yeah. Look out. They're making some noise. Only one point out right now. Yeah, and I apologize. I I did the last rights over them around mid-December. <laughs> yeah, you did. I remember. <laughs> Whoops. But they looked that bad mid-December. Yeah, they now did. They look, I was there. They look good. My now. eyes deceived me. Yeah. In Newark, New Jersey, Jesper Bratt scored on a power play 418 into overtime, and New Jersey beat Vancouver 5-4 after squandering a three-goal lead. I know in Calgary you're all waiting for this one. Alexi Lafreniere scored 137 into overtime, and Yaro Halak made 28 saves, sending the Rangers to a 5-4 win over the Flames. Lafreniere beat Flames goalie Jacob Markstrom for his seventh goal of the season, finishing a frenzied game that featured several fights. I'm going to come back to that game. Tyler Sagan scored Dallas's second shootout goal, lifting the Stars past Anaheim 3-2. And Jacob Chikrin had two goals for Arizona. And Jake McBain snapped a tie on a breakaway with seven minutes to go. And the Coyotes beat the Minnesota Wild 3-2. You got to be careful. You got to watch out for the fake news. They're calling the Flames-Rangers game the game of the year. And I think this was on SportsCenter, actually. It's nice to be back in Canada where when Sports Center starts, they start with hockey. Yes. And that runs for about 50 minutes <laughs> and then everything else. It was a good game. It wasn't the game of the year. And I'll be honest, I'd like to think I was at the game of the year when the Florida Panthers came back to beat Boston 3-2 in overtime in a game that made NHL history. That, to me, was the game of the year. But that's not taking anything away from the Flames and the Rangers last night. It was. You said you didn't watch much of it. That's okay. I got you. I watched all of it. And Gerard Gallant, the head coach for the Rangers, said afterwards, they won. He goes, not a great game, but an exciting game. And fans wouldn't understand. What do you mean, coach? What do you mean not a great game? Yeah. They were technically not very good, you know? Yeah. But it was wild, and there were a lot of fights. So, and, and, and again, I was the, I was the uh, marshal of that parade that this is the best ever. Because we're all trying to hook you in. It was good, but it wasn't the best ever. But, uh, and I'll just say this, Flames, a loser point on the road in New York. I got to think you've got to be pretty happy with that at this time of year. They all matter. All the yeah. points matter when you're, like, hanging on for your playoff life. Um, you need those points. Yeah, you need two, but you can't be upset getting one, especially against a good New York Rangers team. It's a good team. I want to thank the guy who made the coffee here at Baller's Rec Room, by the way. <clears throat> You could use it for tar laying, um, <laughs> laying pavement, and that's what I like. So thank you. Uh, Jennifer from the Four Seasons writes in, and she says, Flames Rangers was quite scrappy. Awesome. I like it. Sutter hockey. I think this is the way we're going to see Calgary play the rest of the way. This is the way they should play. Which, incidentally, I saw Marty Baron 
on Sports Center as the analyst. He says the Flames have lost their identity. Did you watch Sports Center this morning? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah and I I'm did. like, Marty, Marty. You don't even watch every game they play. N neither do I, but I probably watch more Flames games than Martin Baron. And he's saying the Flames don't have an identity from where they, they're nowhere close to what they were a year ago. I, I tell you, man, they can't. The, 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 the NHL teams should not watch television nor listen to the radio. You can't. You can't. They I mean, shouldn't. they do need to find a little bit of something you know, um, consistency and who they are and what they're going to be about and how they're going to win mm -hmm. games. And I think they've lost a little bit of that. But yeah, you can't listen to that stuff because it'll just eat away at you. And then instead of, you know, doing what you need to do and following what Daryl Sutter's trying to put out there, you'll be reacting to all these different comments and you'll be going zing, zing, back and forth and not actually getting anywhere. I can just tell that the heat remains hot on the Calgary Flames. And incidentally, they're not playing tonight. The Oilers are. They're in Detroit. And take your pick as to who's got the most heat on them, or any Canadian team for that matter. But I'm like, the Flames played well. They got a point on the road in a punchy game where they stood up for each other. That's a win. That's a win in my mind. Yeah. So listen to me. Hey. From Ryan All Radio, WQEE says, great to see the Atlanta coffee mug, RP Show. Well, you can thank <laughs> Moose for that. You want to tell them before I move on? Yeah, uh, you left it here last time. Didn't want to take the glass on the road and the carry-on or whatever. And so I had it up on the top shelf. And uh, when you came over for morning coffee the uh, very first day, made you a Theo special coffee, and I uh, pulled out the Atlanta mug. And I think you were shocked that I had it. I don't know if you knew that I had it or not, so you were pretty excited. I knew it was around here somewhere. Yeah. By the way, I also got this. Ah. Breaking news. Craze32 from the audience writes in. He says, I heard on the radio when the Pats and Bedard were in Medicine Hat, it was the largest crowd ever in Medicine Hat. The sellout in Calgary is incredible, too. Yes, the Regina Pats have played to seven consecutive sellouts, whether it be at home or on the road. Unfortunately, they're not home this week until Saturday, but I'll be at that game. Um, we will move on. Just, wanted, just, just sprinkling a little bit of our love. CFL talk coming up after this break. It looks like, or the next break, sounds like Trevor Harris is going to be a Saskatchewan Rough Rider, and we'll talk about that. But I was, we were promoting the fact we were going to talk about the NHL midseason awards here today, and you wonder why. Well, it's because Mike Kelly of the NHL Network, whom I watch every day when I'm in the States, he's a good guy, does a good job. He's an analytics guy, Darren. Yeah. He posted his NHL midseason award finalists. And I'm just going to throw this out there, and I want you people's take on whether you agree or not. I don't think it's all right. I think he's in New York, so just con consider that for a second. <laughs> for the MVP award, Connor McDavid. David Pasternak, Miko Rantanen, your three finalists for the NHL MVP. For the Norris, top defenseman, Eric Carlson, Rasmus Dahlin, Adam Fox. No Josh Morrissey. He should be close, Which is not there. Well, considering the manager slash head bouncer here at Ballers Rec Room, he and I were talking about it this morning because he was wearing a Winnipeg Jets hat, and I said, Jets fan? <laughs> he's like, yeah. I'm like, what do you think about this? And he's like, how could 
Morrissey not be a finalist for? They've been talking about it all year. They're calling him Josh Norrissey. And he goes, well, Winnipeg, small market. It's, it's not New York. 11 11. It's 11 11 here? As you're talking about Morrissey. Uh, visualize a positive outcome. To the Vezina, and I'm just throwing these out here. We're not going to spend all day on it, but it, this is fun stuff to talk about. This is what apparently you people are into. For the Vezina Trophy, goalie of the year, UC Saros, Linus Allmark, Ilya Sorokin. Yeah, it's Allmark, then a big gap. Yeah, and yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. Else. I think we got it awarded already. Yeah. For the Calder Trophy, Matty Beneers, Owen Power. Cole Perfetti, Mom's Spaghetti. It's going to Beneers, right? It should. Yeah. That, that one's an easy one. For the Selkie Award, the top defensive forward, which could be renamed the Bob Ganey Award because he won it so many times. Bergeron, Pedersen, Deneau. Patrice Bergeron, Elias Pedersen, Philip Deneau. So we'll come back. It's always, a hard, it's always a hard one for me to think it's about, such a right? a boring award. And for the Jack Adams, Jim Montgomery, Rick Bonus, Rod Brindamore. Carolina Hurricanes underrated in all of these conversations. They're just quietly going about having a great year and winning a lot of games. What, do they just win seven in a row? Yeah. I'll be very interested to see who wins this award. And for that matter, who the finalists are. But I got to think it's got to go to Rick Bonus. But Jim Montgomery... Give him the Masterton for comeback player of the year. <laughs> Fired in Dallas for substance issues. Goes away to a treatment center. Comes back and kicks everybody's ass. They should make a movie out of it. It's not even close either. <laughs> it's kicking. We'll everybody. give Jim Montgomery the Masterton. Is a coach eligible for that? Because that's the story of the year. It really is. And then you look at, but you look down the list, it's deep with Bonus and then Cassidy and DeBoer and... A lot of guys that are qualified and having great years. Um, good award. That'll be my probably the most interesting one of them all is the coach of the year. Yeah, and Lindy Ruff. You know, yeah. uh, Sheldon Keefe piloting. Dave Haxtell. A very different, yeah, J Dave Haxtell, of course. So, breaking news, every coach in the NHL is good. How about that? Except for maybe Dallas Eakins. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> Mm -mm. From Allie, she's watching in Texarkana. She goes, Monty is so awesome. And she's talking about Jim Montgomery. Oleg in Winnipeg says he's voting for the Winnipeg Jets. Rick Bonus, of course. Again, football talk coming up. Actually, here right now, I'll talk about this for a second, and then we'll break and come back and get into more CFL stuff plus Super Bowl uh, and whatever else you'd like to talk about. On the way, Justin Bourne of Sportsnet and the voice of the Dallas Cowboys, Brad Sham. It was pretty quiet until I left uh, my abode this morning and went into two places, Walmart and a car dealership. First two people I saw, they want to talk about the quarterback of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I'll preface this, I don't mind saying that I'm wrong. It's happened now, I think, two times in history. I had said the football guys were saying Dane Evans was going to be the next quarterback of the Rough Riders. But we're hearing that Trevor Harris, the two-time Grey Cup champion, all-star, 
quarterback Montreal the last couple of seasons is going to be the next quarterback of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They're going to pay him over a million dollars for two years. And I'm just going to leave it there for a second. Because I made a call to one of my football guys who would know. And he goes, well, not only is Trevor Harris coming to Sask, it sounds like he's recruiting other free agents to come with him. That's how it goes. Yeah. I said, is that legal? And he's like, apparently this week it is in the negotiating window. So Sask, start getting your Trevor Harris uh, jerseys printed up. You wear number seven? Yeah. How convenient. (laughs) It just became available. The embroiderers are going to be doing a lot of removing and restitching. Rip. So we'll come back and kick that around, plus a lot of cool NFL news. We'll talk about tonight's sporting action, too. We're just getting rolling. You can always reach us in the studio. 902-518-3033 is the number to reach us here. We'll return in a flash on Game Plus TV, your favorite podcast platform, and WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Because it's a heave-ho. hi Stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swab in the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. RP Show continues live from Baller's Rec Room, and you know this is the biggest sports betting week of the year. But as we look at Bet Regal's bad beats and we look back to the weekend, let's bring uh, co-host Darren Moose Dupont in here. And uh, Moose, we are going to look back before we talk about all the exciting things coming up with Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Explain bad beats with Bet Regal, and you've got a bad beat to tell our yeah i do and i want we want viewers to text in their bad beat from the weekend um or from the last number of days it's when you've got a win in your in your clutches in the final moments of a game and then something unforeseen crazy um out of the world happens to take your winnings away and you lose in the final minutes of the game um you can text us 902-518-3033 i'm not going to the weekend i'm going to go back because the super bowl and give you an old super bowl prop bet bad beat and it's Patrick Mahomes because he's in the Super Bowl. The most, the number one prop bet that gets the most money the last time that they won the Super Bowl was Patrick Mahomes' rushing yards. It, the over/under was only 29 and a half, so everybody was hitting the over on on that because he can extend plays with his legs. Mm-hmm. He was at 44 rushing yards over. Had the over. It was 29 and a half. 
But on the final series, they had the win in their hands, and he kneeled three times. Uh, and as he kneels, he had losses of three yards, five yards, and seven yards to finish with 29 rushing yards on the game. Everybody wah, lost. Wah, wah. Horrible way to end the game. And everybody lost their money. So why they called it gambling. And that's a bad beat. Yeah. So there you go, folks. So sign up at Bet Regal. Get playing today. Create your account for free. And we've got exciting contesting coming your way with Bet Regal with regards to bad beats. But that rolls into today's poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Capital has dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California. Who will have more passing yards in Super Bowl 57? Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City or Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles? And as we sit here at the moment, 72% of you saying Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City will have more passing yards. That's on Twitter. What are they saying on YouTube, uh, Clark? Do we have a a sample size? 68% saying Patrick Mahomes, who many feel is the greatest passer in the history of the game of football. I'm not quite there yet, but it's fun to talk about. By the way, as we'll circle back on the NFL news as well, but Austin in Glenn Ewan writes in regarding... Canadian Football League free agency beginning on Valentine's Day. Austin says, let's make CFL free agent frenzy happen. Uh, maybe. Let me think about it. Because I think we've had the idea of doing that in the past. And there's no big signings in the first few hours. And you're sitting there holding <laughs> your knees yeah. waiting for something to talk about. So I know the free agency opens exactly the time that we go to air. On Valentine's Day. So, yeah, I think it could be fun. I think it could be fun. It will be fun. Yeah. But I don't know what to expect. I know. Sometimes, remember that one year we had all the deals happen in the first 60 seconds? And I think that's what created the tampering window now or the, the legal window. Um, so, yeah, maybe there'll be some action early, hopefully. Maybe it'll be a lot of formalities, things we've already heard that are going to happen. But, yeah, it'll be fun. Well, the debate has, has uh, livened up. I wouldn't say enraged yet. And that's amongst our people that are watching live on YouTube and they're commenting about signings that have happened in the Canadian Football League or are rumored to sign. And I'll say this again to the U.S. viewers, they're football fans, they, they get it. What Darren's alluding to was, I can't remember what year it was, but less than 10 minutes into the free agent period, Ed Hervey, general manager from Compton, California. I don't know who he was with. It must have been Edmonton. I think he signed Odell Willis. Minutes after free agency opened, and he promptly got slapped with a $10,000 fine for tampering because the league was like, well, how did you in 10 minutes negotiate a contract? You weren't supposed to start talking to them until free agency opened. That's what's led to where we are this week, this negotiating window where teams, and the NFL has it too, right? Teams can yeah. talk to rival teams' free agents and give them an offer to mull over leading up to February 14th and the start of free agency. So that's where we're at in the Canadian Football League. And somehow word got out, certainly wasn't from me. My guess is probably three down nations, Justin Dunk. The, you know, Bo Levi Mitchell being traded from Calgary to Hamilton and then signed by the Ticats was the biggest offseason move in the CFL. This would be next. If it's true, Trevor Harris going to leave Montreal to go to Saskatchewan. There are many, many, many more layers to this than simply a quarterback switching teams. I believe that to be true. And, you know, Trevor, Trevor <laughs> I made some calls this morning to football people with, is this, I'm like, is this true? Because what I'm reading is, it's a foregone conclusion that Trevor Harris 
is going to be the quarterback for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders this year. And they're like, yeah, that's, that's what it sounds like. And he's recruiting other players to come. By name, I'm not going to name who those free agents are. It tells you who Trevor's friends are right. <laughs> in the Montreal locker room. But our guy, Arash Madani, who's covering Super Bowl right now in Arizona, he retweeted my tweet and said, what a mess in Montreal. The players are exodusing. Is that a verb? Sure. Montreal. After what was supposed to be so great there, the revival under this new ownership, and now everybody's jumping ship. And that's just the way things go. I didn't think players really cared so much about the ownership, as long as they were getting paid. But th- 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 these are some of the layers to the Trevor Harris thing. What's well, your read on it? Yeah, they are some of the layers. We talked about this last week and maybe the week before about culture. And it gets set at different places and different organizations. It seems like with Kahari Jones, Kahari was set in a good culture in Montreal. Uh, Bopping around on the sidelines of pregame with his headphones in, playing catch. And, you know, he really had those, the players with the right culture. Now, results, whatever, happening. It feels like the owner, Mr. Stern, is now taking over the culture of the team. That's where the culture is coming from, or at least publicly. And we're getting some of the negativity, whether it's warranted or not. And I think players just with the uncertainty and Danny Machocha coming in and the head coach situation and everything else, I think there's just too much uncertainty. And they're like, I don't know if we want to be a part of this or like the direction that we're going. And so they're leaving. And that's not a good place to be in as an organization. Uh, We're not quite at viewer takeover time yet. There are a lot of comments coming in. I'm not right ready to go to them. Jack Fulton in Alberta. RP and TG, you guys rock. Let's throw a DD in there, too, because he's a big fan of yours. Yes, thank you. I'm not sure who he was referring to with TG. Gurley? Must be. Must be Tory Gurley. That's the first one that comes to mind. Well, and, and by the way, as we sit here, isn't it funny, before I move on to the NFL and Super Bowl, I got my Calgary Flames cowbell here. The breaking news belt. They're just sitting back, twiddling their thumbs. No drama, no controversy. I've often said that about Calgary. There's no drama or controversy there. And that's what you want. As a team, that's what you want. But drama and controversy and buzz sells tickets. It, it does sell tickets. And that's what <laughs> makes the phone ring. And yeah. think about, you know, you know, somebody that you know that's got a lump growing on their side. They can let it linger and turn into something, right? Or they cut it off and it's done. The Bo Levi situation. It's just, it became something that was festering. What did, the, what did the Stamps do? Just cut it off. Done. Really quick, real easy. Yeah, last season it kind of lingered a little bit. For half a year, nothing. They cut it off, done. He's in Hamilton, dealt with it really quick, real easy, no distraction. Where other teams would let that stuff linger for one season, two seasons, three seasons, right? And create a bunch of controversy. And yeah, maybe you might sell some tickets, but this is what's kind of happening in Montreal right now. Not dealing with the situation. And now you've got a big problem on your hands. Wonderful analysis from you. And Jack, by the way, pointing out Top Gun. Okay. Oh, I see. TG. Are you saying we're in the danger zone? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <clears throat> I'm not even oh. there. Uh, what? Hot. You were about to hit the hook of the song, and I'm just. Yeah. Darren <laughs> in Utah, Darren Workman in Utah says, "Are the Alouettes even going to be around in 2023?" I get it now. Um, coming into 2023, and since I turned 50, something changed. 
you people either watching on television, YouTube or listening, what something changed with me. I'm not sure it's always when you turn 50, but the, you've seen a change in me. I have. Here's an example. Alouette's ownership situation. Everything's great. Everything's great. Let's just go with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to dig. I don't want to look under the hood. <laughs> you know what? I'm not yeah. a mechanic. Car looks great. It's good shape. Turn off the radio. Let's go. I was just going to say the best way to fix the car is turn up the radio. Roll down the windows and turn up the radio. BW in Edmonton writes in and says, uh, why hasn't the Molson family become involved with the Alouettes? As the kids say, I know, right? <laughs> When they were up for sale the last time, I'm like, why does the Molson family, who owns the Montreal Canadiens hockey team and the Bell Center, Centre Bell, where the Canadians play, why don't they just come in and pay with the change in the dash of Jeff Molson's car? He could pay for the Alouettes. I don't get it. And I had, we had the commissioner on this program, Randy Ambrosi, when they were going through the sale, and I asked him that exact same question. He's like, oh, that's an easy answer. We can't talk about it. <laughs> Thanks, Randy. Uh, Kevin the Medium, and by the way, before we move on to the NFL stuff as promised, Kevin the Medium says, has the Stampeders even been mentioned in the offseason? I feel the Stamps and BC both need a starting quarterback. Vernon Adams and Jake Mayer are not starters in my eyes. Well, for those teams, they are, and I'll just say this before I move on. For our close friend, Cody Fajardo, who's quarterback Saskatchewan in the last th three years, he now the glaring opening is in Montreal for him. He could waltz in there, not only get a starter's job, but probably get paid well, too. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, wouldn't break my heart to see Montreal whip Saskatchewan with Cody at quarterback. That, well... I do like Trevor Harris too, right? That's the tough part about the CFL, small league. But I like thinking about this stuff. Got with friends Cody. everywhere, and he could go there. And okay, depending on what comes with receivers, it could be a bad situation. For any opening, he's going to have to compete now with Dane Evans, probably for the openings. But what about going to Calgary and being Jake Mayer's backup, and just being yeah, a ready body? If starters Jake's not, money. If Jake's Montreal. not ready, starters money. But it could be a really healthy situation for him to get back to being one of the great quarterbacks in the league. To the National Football League, where we air in at least one NFL market. Shout out, Atlanta. The Minnesota Vikings hired Brian Flores as their defensive coordinator. Their first step towards trying to revive a once-dominant unit that ranked among the NFL's worst last season. Flores was a senior defensive assistant and linebackers coach this year for Pittsburgh after three seasons as head coach of the Miami Dolphins. In Phoenix, seven-time Pro Bowl receiver A.J. Green retired after 12 seasons in the NFL. The 34-year-old spent a decade with the Bengals before signing for the, with the Cards for the last two years. And out of L.A., Tom Brady will not go immediately from the playing field to the broadcast booth. Tom Brady on Colin Cowherd's The Herd program on Fox Sports 1 yesterday said that he will not start his broadcasting career with Fox until the start of the 2024 season. And I want to mention this. We'll come back on all these things, but number five, NBA, Luka Doncic, actually number six. Luka Doncic has his co-star, the Dallas Mavericks, are set for their season essentially to start over after trading for Kyrie Irving. The deal has been made official. I want to say this. I'm hearing far more about Kyrie Irving since I got to Canada than you would think we no. should be talking about it. Why is it such a big deal in Canada? 
I think bath. I think just basketball is is starting to grow in this country a Must little bit be. more. Yeah, I think it is, and I think, you know, we're a culture of following the stars, no matter what. Like we'll pay attention to the top one percent in any league, and it'll always make headlines. And Kyrie's the storyline, whether it's the vaccine, whether it's drama on the court, whether he's only played half the games because he's got to sit out for some sort of personal reason. So he's always in the news, and we're kind of following the storyline. So and Dallas. It was one of those teams. They've got a lot of personalities. It was a bit of a rhetorical question. Fans talk about what they see covered on television, and I'm watching Sportsnet Connected and SportsCenter, and there's far more talk about the NBA and Kyrie Irving than there is about what I'd like to see, major junior hockey and so forth. But they didn't ask me. Jack in Alberta says, Moose, I love the idea of Cody Fajardo coming to Cowtown. So there's that. Okay. We'll see you in hour two. You bet. Justin Bourne of Rogers Sportsnet Insider joins us next as we talk hockey. It's the RP Show live on Game Plus television across all 10 provinces and 31 U.S. states. Your favorite podcast platform and on the radio, WQEE, The Key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Cause it's a heave ho, hi oh, stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swabbing the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It is. We're coming to you live from Baller's Rec Room in the heart of the Dudney Strip in the Queen City, Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada, the city that has produced more NHLers per capita than any other on the planet. Top 10 overall in the world. That's right. And we're going to talk hockey now. Justin Bourne joins us, NHL analyst for Sportsnet and author, which we're going to talk about his book, Down and Back, coming out uh, in a psh, days. How you doing, Borny? Welcome. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm good. Uh, it's awesome. It's back to be, uh, great to be back in the homeland, the rectangle where uh, hockey really matters, of course. And, you know, it didn't take long. We, we, we put the All-Star weekend behind us, got back to some wild games Monday night with six and I would love to start with your take, if you don't mind, on the Rangers-Flames game. New York winning at 5-4 in overtime and people saying the Flames have lost their identity. It wasn't a great start to kick off the second half. I didn't see it that way at all. Uh, what, what was your no. take on that game? And if, and if you don't mind the Flames moving forward. Yeah. No, I, I might be the worst possible take you could have out of that game. I mean, they went into a tough environment against a very good Rangers team and they played with passion, competitiveness, and fire and you know, where there were a couple of big hits from Truba, you know, even if you don't love guys fighting after big hits, I love seeing a guy like Dubé go in there and be like, I know this is not my fight to win, but you just show you're there for your teammate. And I thought that energy translated. Look, that team was behind in that game at one point, you know, a couple of points, and, and they could have went away and they didn't go away. Um, you know, the, the way it ended up, 
up. Maybe they didn't get both points, but to go uh, to me, that's like the perfect start to the second half for the Flames. A reminder that it can't be boring. You can't sleep walk through game, be engaged. And uh, I thought they gave a great effort last night. Okay, I'm glad somebody agrees with me because I was watching the analysis from an analyst last night. I'm like, I don't see this at all. I'm I'm with you. And I got to ask you about these last 30 or so games for everybody. There's 10 teams mm-hmm. in contention on one side, 11 on the other. Is it possible, Borne, in your mind, to keep the hammer down the rest of the way? Because I think you're going to have to, no matter who you are, to get your spot in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you look at where they are, and that Pacific Division is so tight. Like, to win five straight games, you could be near the top of the division, and you lose five straight, and you're basically out. So it is pedal down down now i mean maybe that's not best case scenario going into playoffs but you've made your bed and you gotta lie in it and so now it's time to to lean into every win i I am curious to see how active they are at the trade deadline if they see that themselves as a team that you know another ad here or there could really put them over the top because there's a lot to like about the flames i know it hasn't gone to plan so far but they still feel like a sleeping giant that with if something just triggers here and sparks time there's enough talent that they could get real hot I believe they're going to be fine. And now I have so many things flooding my mind. I already know we won't have enough time together here. What I'm hearing a lot was asked about it this morning. Jonathan Taves to the Winnipeg Jets going home. What do you think the chances are? Yeah, I wouldn't rule it out. You know, like it's not necessarily what he's going to do for the rest of his career, but I'm sure he would love to, to be there for a short stint. They're in a competitive place in the standings. They're going to have a chance to win a couple of rounds. Like he's a competitor, and th- that's what this all comes down to. Does he want to do it? And I-, I think he would. You know, it's interesting looking at him and and Kane. Those guys didn't win three Stanley Cups by being like, "Well, I'll just waste a season." They're not waste a season types. I- I'm sure if uh, you know, I'm sure he does have a desire to to win again in the fl- and Sorry, and the Jets have a chance. So I, I think it's possible. In one of our visits, you mentioned that you're Islanders first. I'm, I'm right in that, correct, in saying that? Yes. Yep. Right? So the Horvat deal, what did that signal to you when Lou made that move? Well, I mean, it signaled the desperation. And, and I, so I like the deal, but it is a desperate move. You know, this is a team that needs to get into playoffs. They just got that new barn. They want to hold playoff games like that, you know, and they're older. It's not, it doesn't do them any good to plan to be okay now and plan to be okay down the road. So, you know, there's some desperation there for sure, but Lou likes pros and Bo Horvat's a pro, right? He's worn the C in the NHL. He's a guy who checks a lot of boxes for them. He finishes, uh, you know, on a team that can't finish. He's good on the power play and a team that isn't good on the power play. He's, he's a guaranteed player. They're going to have in their lineup for years to come. Whereas Atu Ratu is, eh, you know, 15th overall pick, those guys miss sometimes, you know, whatever that pick ends up being. I'm not saying they didn't give up anything, but I understand it from an eye Well, they didn't give up anything. But I saw Horvat uh, with Vancouver come through Sunrise, Florida. I'm like, this guy's a stud, man. But the pilot light was out in his eyes. He was done with Vancouver. There was no doubt. So I'm sure he's excited. Yeah. The Islanders were excited. That part works good. I got to ask you about your book, Down and Back, coming out February 14th. Uh, Take it a swing at being an author. Congratulations on that, Justin. And tell us about the book, please. Yeah, thanks. You know, I, um, for years, had known that I would be writing something like this as I knew I was an alcoholic and 
you know, it was only a matter of time before I was going to have to get that cleaned up. And it's been such a part of my story. You know, my dad, who won four Stanley Cups, who comes up fairly regularly in my own career, he's been to treatment three times. Um, you know, it's a, it's a part of my family story. And, you know, obviously hockey's a big part of my family story too. And so I think my, my story from the hockey perspective is enough, but I kind of use the chronology of my own career, you know, that as I came across things, I was able to delve into, you know, pills and, and in pro hockey and drinking and, you know, concussions and all the, those things. But at the same time, you know, I think it's not a negative book about hockey, about reality and my life and trying to deal with, you know, the way these things are presented to us as athletes along our journey and trying to figure out what's what, man. That's all we're all trying to do, just figure out what's what. And then my book my book is an exploration of that. Well, congratulations on that and on your recovery. And as I know, it's a very easy trap to fall in, not an easy trap to get out of. So I congratulate yeah. you on that, Justin. And how did it feel to write that book? A, I would assume it was a little therapeutic, cathartic. And two, is it, is it a mix of hockey stories and recovery road or what is it? What are people going to get when they read it? Yeah, no, it did feel good. And it was therapeutic. It's interesting because I intended to write my hockey story and, and obviously get into the alcohol side of things. But, you know, as I started writing it, it became evident how much you know, Matt and his story and all that was a part of my journey. And so, yeah, it's, I would say it starts hockey for the first half and the last half is more about the, you know, the big picture zoom out of, uh, of life mm -hmm. thing. So yeah, you get a little bit of mix of both in there and definitely it was, uh, it was therapeutic. The best Rod is like being able to talk to you and you know who I am, tell you what I've been through. You can understand my perspective a little bit differently. And I, I've, I had felt while I was in media that I couldn't, talk about certain things the same you know the way i would like to and so it kind of felt like hiding a little bit so i feel freer now to have these sort of conversations this uh, <laughs> i know the feeling and for what it's worth i'll tell you that i'm proud of you borny and where can people get the book uh yeah i think there's a full link tree on uh penguins website but it's on amazon indigo chapters any of those places it's uh, available for for pre-sale now and comes out in uh, a week today so we're, we're just about ready to rock and roll i know it i just looked it up so i can't wait to read it myself and i love the title down and back the double entendre for those that understand that down and back i can just see a coach yelling down and back and then life down and back way to go justin thanks i love watching you on tv every night enjoy the uh the stretch run here i appreciate it rod thanks for having me buddy and glad to hear you're doing well thank you pal nhl analyst from sportsnet justin Bourne. we'll be back with a sports update viewer takeover after this the voice of the dallas cowboys brad sham in hour two by the way it's the rp show live on game plus tv YouTube live streaming your favorite podcast platform and the radio WQEE, the key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Yeah. Ballers Rec Room is the studio today. Your entertainment destination right in the heart of Duny Strip. I'm excited, man. I'm talking tonight to the Viterra Country Regional Meetings. Ag company, okay? Grain about mental health. 
Could be a packed house at the Hotel Saskatchewan main ballroom. I, I'm, I have, I've been ready to go since this morning for that. And we're having a lot of fun talking sports today. I'll get, I'll get into sports update here if we have time. But to the viewers and listeners, because I call this viewer takeover, Perry Shockey's watching on Game Plus Television right now in Lethbridge, Alberta. And he said, I would go to the NHL All-Star Skills event if players could pick the broadcasters that they could enter in the last man standing in a dodge the puck event. Shocks is saying they'd like to he'd like to shoot the puck at certain media. I don't know, and I know who he'd like to shoot, and I ain't going to say who, who it is. I don't know if we could ever get over this wall between the media and the coaches and players. I don't, I don't know. I, I like to bridge that gap myself. Some people like to fight and be on separate sides. Some people like it. I don't. But yeah. There was one long time media guy in Calgary, and I don't mind saying this. With all the time we spent in Cowtown last spring, summer, and fall, 23 weeks and all, one of the guys said, um, we haven't had a guy, Rod, bring together the media and the sports community like you in years. And I said, well, I didn't come in here trying to do it. This is what we do. I think it's important. Moose was saying how earlier the Calgary Stampeders just got over the quarterback change last year. Not a big deal. Rick Sawatsky is watching in Martinsville, and he says, I would suggest sitting Bo Levi in Stampsland was major. Maybe, but you kind of had to be there, Rick. We were there. It wasn't a big deal. I'm sitting there going, how is this not a bigger deal? And they said the, ham the Stampeders got out front of it. And they dealt with it professionally, and it became not a circus. Thing is, I like a circus, right? That's what causes hype and buzz. But from a team perspective, you don't want that. And Calgary handled their business. Bo's gone. You think it, was, it wasn't easy to do. Just nobody talked about it. Jim in Balgoni writes in he says uh, good day rp crew welcome back to the great white north roddy there's thanks for bringing a little florida weather with you enjoying the show as usual i appreciate uh, that jim alan the intern the asian sensation regarding our topic yesterday because moose and i got locked in here in a bar at what time at one time in my life that would have been a dream come true now it doesn't really matter but we said if you could be locked in one place alone where would it be you know what alan says moose a grocery store. How about that? There's no wrong answer. There's no wrong answer. They have one in the West Edmond. They, ha they have a grocery store in the West Edmond Mall, he says. Sean in Vancouver watching on Game Plus says, Morning, Rod Squad. Is it the ref's responsibility to pick up broken sticks off the, uh, of the ice during play? If they can and have the opportunity, that is. I wouldn't say it's their responsibility. I'm a certified official. <sighs> Got to blow the dust off the card, but <laughs> yeah, pick it up. Why wouldn't you? You see it. It's not their responsibility. 
Last minute of play in hour one. Uh, Prince Albert Raider sports update here. Prince Albert Raiders defenseman Landon Kozier has been named WHL Player of the Week. The 20-year-old blue liner put up eight points over four road appearances for the Raiders this past week, helping the team go 3-2 and two in B.C. Kelowna Rockets goalie Talon Boyko has been named WHL Goalie of the Week. The Rangers prospect posted a 51-save shutty in his lone appearance of the week. Uh, hey, star, star racing driver Kyle Busch confirmed yesterday that he was detained in Mexico last month after forgetting he had a handgun in his bag. Kyle Busch and his wife Samantha were going through security screening after a Cancun vacation when authorities found a pistol-type firearm with a magazine containing six hollow-point cartridges. How about that? Next hour is going to be fun. Stick with us after this brief pause on Game Plus and WQE. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.